Good morning, everyone, and thank you for listening to Nourishment for Your Soul on Spotify. I'm Pastor Sharon, and today we're going to talk about allowing other people to form us. I know that's kind of an awkward statement, allowing other people to form us or make us or create us, but it, it's very true. Um, according to Psalm 139 verses 14 and 15, and I'm going to read this from the easy to read version of the Bible. And it says, I praise you because you made me in such a wonderful way. I know how amazing that was. You could see my bones grow as my body came to shape, hidden in my mother's womb. You could see my body grow each passing day. You listed all my parts and not one of them was missing. When I found that scripture, I realized that when God creates a child in its mother's womb, he creates that child for perfection. His goal is that nothing be missing in that child. Nothing physically, nothing emotionally, nothing spiritually. And I know you say to me, Sharon, listen, there are a lot of children that are, that are born missing limbs and um, with some type of disease. And that's the enemy. This, that's the plan of the enemy to destroy. That's not God's original plan for that child. That's the enemy's plan to destroy, to deter, to um, make unhappy. The, the worst thing for any mother to hear is that her child has some type of malformity. That's the worst thing a mother would want to hear. But we have to understand that there are many factors involved. Genetics, for one. Food. Uh, the state of the mother's health. All of these things come into play. But that's not God's original plan for the life of that child. And that's something that we need to realize. That there is a formidable foe out here. Trying to kill, steal, and destroy everything he can get his hands on especially your descendants. Now, I know you say to me, well, what does this have to do with your, what, you're, what you're trying to convey today? A lot of us have allowed, even after we've successfully made it out of the womb with all our parts, have allowed the enemy to terraform or arrange or rearrange how, who we are. Some of the, sometimes this has happened very young and we don't know any different. We, we don't know what it's like before the rape. We don't know what it's like before the molestation. We don't know what it's like before the abuse. Because sometimes these things have happened when we were very young. So we can't remember a time when someone wasn't trying to violate us. When someone was trying to, to, to take over our bodies. We don't know a time when that didn't happen. We don't know a time when people were trying to always use us and abuse us. We don't know that time. So what happens 
when the body is being attacked, when the mind is being attacked, when the soul is being attacked, it puts up a defense. So you either assimilate to the violator or you fight against the violator. And if you're a child and it's an adult, you assimilate for a while until you can get the strength or the, the age or the height or the strength to fight against the violator. But by that time, your heart has become hardened. You're angry, confused, and you don't understand why this has happened to you. And then you start to like, or you have to because you've assimilated, the abuse that's been done to you. So now you attract abused, abusing and abusive people to your life to continue the, the abuse because this is all you know. This is allowing the enemy, allowing other people to terraform. To, you know, I use that word terraform because it means uh, terra, of course, we know is the earth and we know we came from the earth. But when someone or something terraforms uh, um, the earth, that means it takes the earth, destroys what was already there, the flowers, the trees, the grass, and it changes the original plan for that area and makes it into something else. So what happens when we allow people, and, I, and the reason why I say allow, because I want you to understand this. When you're a child and someone is abusing you, there's nothing you can do and you're not allowing them. But you know how the allowing comes in? It comes in when, as an adult or as an older person, you continue to hate that person for what they've done to you. Not only have they taken over your body, but they've taken over your mind. And now, it's no longer in your subconscious, but it's in your conscience. So everything you think about pertains to your violation, pertains to, to the violation that that happened to you as a child or as, as an adult. And the only way you can be free of this, the only way you can stop the destruction in your body and in your mind and in your heart and in your soul is to forgive the violator. Oh my God, Pastor Sharon, what are you talking about? You don't know what they did to me. Oh, I have an idea. I've been through that. And as long as you hate the person who's hurt you. That person will always control you. What are you talking about? Say Uncle X abused you as a child. Every time you hear Uncle X's name, something will well up in you. You'll get angry. And Uncle X ain't even thinking about what he's done to you. Don't even care because he's done it to so many other people. And this probably has been done to him. Anything that looks vaguely familiar to Uncle X 
it, it does something to you. Your stomach gets all turned around. You get a headache. You get upset. You can't breathe. You go through all those things. You get angry. You get sad. You get violent. Meanwhile, Uncle X is nowhere around. He's not thinking about you. Same thing with Aunt X. Same thing. I'm not saying to go form a wonderful, loving relationship. Because you know what? That's not always possible. When people abuse you as a child and even as an adult, it may be impossible to form a loving relationship with them. You know why? Because first of all, it takes two people to want to form this relationship. Second of all, you want a healthy relationship. And the other person, Aunt X or Uncle X, may not have changed their mind about how they treat you and other people. So your job is to forgive what they did to you. Forgive the situation. Forgive yourself. Because you know what? As a child, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought it was my fault. I thought there was something I could do. But at the time when I was being abused and violated, there was no adult home. And when I told the adults, they didn't believe me. And I know many of us have gone through that same situation. We have went to authorities and the authorities didn't believe us, didn't want to deal with it, wanted to cover it up for whatever reason. And we came to a place where we were discouraged in our hearts. And now we don't have no help. People don't believe us. Like we making this up. So we carry a, a grudge. We carry unforgiveness. Not only now listen. We don't forgive the person that hurt us. We don't forgive ourselves because we think it's something we can do. And then we don't forgive the person that we told that didn't believe us. Or... If you couldn't tell anybody, you forgive, you don't forgive whoever because you couldn't trust them. Now, this is three people weighing like boulders on your back, changing how God made you. Changing your attitude, changing your mind. And you know what? When you're in unforgiveness because of abuse and violation, you can't grow. It's very hard to grow. Very, very hard to grow. Very hard to succeed. Very hard to get past that. You know, um, in reference to, I'm not going to say the Catholic priest alone, because it was a lot of spiritual leaders that have abused children, not only in the Catholic church, but in the Baptist church, Pentecostal church, evangelical church, Mormon church, Jehovah Witness church. A whole lot of people have been abused. And then they say or they think that it's God doing it because these particular leaders have done it. But let me tell you something. Anybody who can abuse a child or an adult or anybody, anybody who can do any type of abuse like that, whether it be verbal or physical or sexual, is not a man and woman of God. I know a lot of people going to scream now. Oh my God, how can you say that? They go to church all the time. They read the Bible. Listen, let me tell you something. Being, being a Christian or a believer is more than reading your Bible. 
Being a Christian or a believer is more than going to church. You have to walk the walk. An abuser, somebody who's abusing or abusing other children, first of all, is breaking all kind of commandments. How, they, how in the world can they be called uh, um, saved? What are you talking about? I, this is what I'm talking about. First of all, and I know a lot of people don't like the Old Testament, but the Old Testament is clear about people who fornicate. When you abuse a child, that's called fornication as well as pedophilia. Punishable in the law of the Bible by death. Now, I'm not saying go out and kill people. I'm not saying that at all. But that's how God views the seriousness of this situation. It was unheard of in Israel for somebody to abuse a man or a woman or never less a child. That would just never went on. And if it was a same sex situation, that's another punishment by death. So these type of things didn't go on in Israel because God commanded it to be destroyed. And I'm not saying because somebody has molested you as a child, now you are um, a homosexual or a lesbian, that you are the one that should be uh, put to death. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about the sin of the situation should be put to death. But how do you kill it? How do you kill it? How do you kill that situation? You know how? You forgive the one that's done it. That's how you kill it. Because as long as you have unforgiveness, you keep it alive. You can always recall it. You can always remember it. And it will destroy you and not that other person. Oh, I'll forget. I won't never forgive you. That don't hurt them at all. But it hurts you. Stops your growth. You know, a lot of us have had abusive parents that just, just said whatever they wanted to say just to hurt us with their words. And these are people we trusted, but they would say nasty things to us to hurt us, to, to undermine us, to, to tear up our self-esteem. We loved our parents. We tried to trust our parents, but they would say things that would just destroy us inside and seem not to care. I'm going to give you this. A lot of times that was what happened to them and they didn't know what they were doing. Not giving anybody a pass, but I'm just giving you some 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 facts. Now, every time you recreate what they said in your mind, you recreate what they, what, uh, the, the, the way they put you down, you keeping that person alive in your life. You're allowing that person to repeat the same act over, even though they're not even there. They may be dead and gone, but they're repeating the same thing over and over. They're continually abusing you because you won't forgive. See, when you forgive, you take that, that thing that they did and you wring it by its neck and you throw it in the garbage and you put the lid on it and it never rises up again because it can't. You know, when people say hurtful things to you and you keep it don't forgive it it's like a tormenting demon that continually torments you continually and you get no peace you get no rest you think about it all the time or when something triggers see those are triggers something your aunt said something your grandmother said something your mother said something your father said your cousin said 
triggers, triggers. Oh, you're ugly. Oh, you're ugly. So when you look in the mirror, all you see is ugly, which is not even the truth. Not even the truth. So now you're looking at yourself with someone else's eyes. And you can't see that what they said to you was a lie. Because see, unforgiveness keeps you masked in lies. Oh, you have a big nose. You have a big nose. You have a big nose. And all you see is a nose. You don't see the rest of your eyes. You don't see your eyes. You don't see your mouth. You don't see how wonderfully God made you. All you see is the flaw. Because that's what that person continually brought up as an imperfection in you. And you won't even be able to see their imperfection because it's, it's a tormenting demon that says, oh, I'm not ugly. I'm not perfect. I'm not good. I'm not right. But God said in his word that your parts didn't have anything missing. He said, I praise you. The writer said, I praise you because you made me in such a wonderful way. I know how amazing that was. God thinks you're amazing. And here you have somebody who thinks you're not. Who are you going to listen to? Somebody who was so violent with you that they just tried to destroy your, your, your self-esteem. Whereas God made you and he was excited about you. I challenge you today. All of us who have been abused verbally, emotionally, physically, sexually, spiritually. To forgive those that have done this thing to you. Set yourself free. Stop, that, stop the enemy from continually to, to, to reform you to the way it wants you to be. Take those boulders off your shoulders. Drop that weight and that control that that person has over you. Some people are being controlled even by the, from the grave. Some mothers and fathers and uncles and aunts and cousins and sisters and brothers are controlling people from their grave. And the, the person living can't even enjoy their life because they always hear what their grandmother said. Oh, girl, you know you stupid. No man ain't never going to want you. And that's the life you live in. You're living it out. Are you not a good enough man? You ain't no man. And you living it out. Continually living it out. Living it through. Living it out. Living it through. And that person's been gone years. Stop it. Stop that. Stop people from destroying your life. Stop people from, from creating what they want with your life. Creating what they want with your body. You know, there's a lot of people who come down with cancers because their parents or somebody in authority have done something to abuse them with their words and that thing is formed in their body. And now they're dealing with an illness because of unforgiveness. We have to learn how to forgive for our own sake. You holding a grudge, you holding unforgiveness against somebody, don't hurt them one bit. 
at all. They don't even care. They're not even paying attention to you. But your life is suffering. You can't grow. You can't expand. Because your mind is always thinking about what this person said to you. What this person did to you. And everybody that looks like them. Whether they had anything to do with it or not. Some of us can't even form good relationships. Because of what happened with our parents. With our father. With our mother. With our cousins. Aunts. Uncles. People like that. Pastors. Teachers. Coaches. Stop letting them get any more time in your life. Forgive. Father, in the name of Jesus, you know, God, what we have gone through in our lives. You know the pain that a lot of these situations have caused. You know the repeated pain. You know, Father, the, 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 um, the demons that are continually terraforming our lives because we have been we have we chose not to forgive because we thought that that was our last defense. We thought, God, if we hold if we say we don't forgive this person, this is a way of defending ourselves. And we've been lied to, Lord, because it's not defending ourselves. It's destroying ourselves. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask right now to give us the strength, the wisdom and everything else we need to forgive those who hurt us, Lord. And that you would forgive us, Father. Heal our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Nourishment for Your Soul. I'm Pastor Sharon. And have a beautiful week.